looking for a great place to have dessert, 32 Below Froyo and More has frozen yogurt, tons of toppings, paninis, adult floats, adult beverages, champagne, you name it. They got a little something for the whole family. So they are located here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Make sure you stop and check them out. Go follow them on social media and go give them a great Google review. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, good morning. I have Brittany with me today. Um, and I've known Brittany for a while now, and I actually cannot remember, how did we actually meet? I think it was through Children's Village stuff. Yes. I think. Exactly. Or somewhere in that time period before all like business and networking and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's exactly what it was. It was more like the network and business and things like that. And then um, found out this woman is doing some amazing things in the health industry and really focusing on what I think is great, all the gut health information and things that she does. Um, and she has a huge, I have a resume here, but she has all kinds of stuff. Um, and did you write a book? Is that what you just did recently? Uh, a couple. So I, my first book, Buddha Belly, was published back in 2016, and we're republishing it now. So it's going to be cleaned up, and it's going to—it's um, just kind of—it's been updated, and so we're doing a republication of that. And then I had the second book came out in 2019, and it was a hashtag my epic year, and that was more autobiographical and about like healing and and you know post divorce post you know, trauma and, and things like that. And, uh, that one, you know, that was kind of like my heart book. So yeah, that was the life coach in me, but it was, that one was written in like real time, you know, and it was that I don't take any money from that book. That one, that one I put out there and I, I donate anything proceeds that. So that's, I send that to people. If they've gone through some hard stuff, I'm like, Hey, here's like more words than I could ever give you personally. And if you don't need it, give it to somebody else. And yeah. yeah. Amazing. And yeah. And so then you also do coaching as well. Um, and so you're kind of, and you kind of got a little, so let me, I'm just gonna let you chat. Tell me what you're up to right now, what you're doing and what kind of projects you got going on and just a little bit of background about you. Yeah. So, um, after I wrote Buddha belly, it ended up turning into a gut health course because we realized that, you know, gut health was this, the whole body is, is a holistic operation. It's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. Um, and if you don't have all of it in alignment, then we really can't, we just only tailor to one area. We're not going to see full healing. We're not going to see full, you know, live our best life. Um, but the gut and the microbiome was just the center of everything. I mean, it's attached to our skin. It's attached to our mental health, which is my passion. Um, it's attached to our metabolism and our all these things. And so we just come so far in our, our way of life now where we've, we've gone away from these, this microbial community that's supposed to inhabit, inhabit our bodies and do all these things for us and our immune system and our, you know, and our, um, our health. And so to focus on the gut in this holistic way was this incredible way to really help people grow. And there was a lot of those involved in wellness in general and coaching and who were naive to gut health. So they would, you know, it's easy to, to promote healthy eating and not understand that there's a lot of foods and things that don't, that a lot of individuals can't, they can wreak more havoc than, than good, you know, and cause more inflammation. And you're like, what, but this is a healthy whole food. You know, why is that? So when you can understand gut health and that's the whole, you know, microbiome, then you can see 
you know, more, more improvement. And so from, from that, it turned into a course and I was training people that were in the industry already. And then we had so many people that weren't involved yet as coaches weren't trained that wanted to get into it, that we turned into a full academy. So, so we have the three pieces, the gut health, and then the mindset work and all the subconscious stuff. Um, and then a lot of business, what I do with the coaches mainly because the material already exists is I am coaching them through strategizing, through branding their businesses and getting things going and, and how to persevere as a coach and get through their own mental roadblocks. Cause a lot of them are stepping into entrepreneurship or advancing into entrepreneurship um, for the first time. So, you know, they, they get in their own way. And so that's what I mainly focus on. So, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm writing and I, and I do speaking and I do the things, but the school is probably the meat and potatoes of, of everything I do. Wow, that's amazing. I, I love talking to people that I think I know what they're doing. And then I really get to know them. And I'm like, holy cow, you're doing some <laughs> things and really changing people's health mentally and physically. And that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So do you have any and it allows other people to do more than I could ever do by myself? So when I can work with the coaches, then like they can go out and they can help individuals. And it's, I get more fulfillment that way. And it keeps me more grounded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then so do you have any projects or books that you have in the future? I know you said you're going to republication your other book, but do you have some, you know, some mm-hmm. projects you're working on? So I always say that I don't write unless I feel like I need to. I never want to be a paid to just be a writer. Um, so I'll only write if I have something I'm passionate about, but the brain um, and the brain gut connection and mental health or even our brain cognition and and how it affects our success or lack thereof in our life and in our endeavors is probably going to be the substance of of my next my next book so I'm all over that right now well and it is it's so true like I mean I'm sure you could talk for hours and hours about how important that is and how important like so if someone's listening they're like gut health what does that mean I know it's like deeper meaning but like in a I guess overview of like gut healthy and the importance of it yeah so the quickest 411 for people to understand is that your your gut which is like your intestines and your stomach and it's your whole digestive system ultimately but it's it's best to envision it like a fish tank you have fish in your fish tank and then you have the tank structure itself if the tank structure is busted up you're going to have leakage in your fish tank and ultimately the fish won't survive and the whole thing will be useless um the same goes if you have poor, poor health, you know, fish that are in poor health, or you don't have enough of them, or you don't have enough diversity. When you make a fish tank, you have to put the right ones together. If you let too many of this fish, you know, come, then, then you'll have overgrowth of bacteria, you know, and all that stuff. That's how our gut works. So we have more microbes than we do human DNA. And these microbes do have different, they're different types of microbes and they have different um, things that they need to do. Some are going to more directly affect your metabolism. Others are going to um, process nutrients from your vitamins and your foods and things. And others can be kind of negative, have negative consequences for you if they are, they overgrow, which a lot of people deal with that. We have bacteria that are necessary in small quantities, but once, if they get into a large quantity, then we have a big issue like candida and, you know, sugar loving bacteria. 
And so to understand that system, that is gut health. So the structural integrity of the intestinal tract in the gut, um, when it is not up to par, then we have things leaking into the bloodstream, causing chronic inflammation, and inflammation is connected to almost every single form of disease that we have. Um, plus, also on top of that, so we have the structural integrity of our fish tank, and then we have the diversity of the species within the fish tank. And so that ultimately is gut health. And the cool thing about it is that it, the cool thing and the, the kind of scary thing is that it's connected to everything. So mental health, majority of our serotonin and our dopamine is actually manufactured by our gut bacteria in our gut. So we're trying to treat mental health and you know lack of focus and so many cognitive issues with meds and, and therapy and these things without understanding also a massive physiological component. And so that, understanding what all it's connected to. It's just so much more than just healthy food or digestive issues. A lot of people have gut issues that don't manifest in really obvious digestive problems. You know, so when you know what those symptoms are, skin health, mental health, anxiety, depression, um, poor immune system, being sick a lot, you know, all, all those things are tied to gut. Wow. Um, so if someone's wanting to really, I guess, get into this and really learn because they are having maybe some immune issues or, you know, mental issues or anxiety or whatever, and they're really wanting to help before they get into medications and all the therapies and which is mm -hmm. all has its place. Um, is there like one piece of advice you give someone like, hey, this is number one thing you really need to do? Number one is to cut out sugar, I would say. And that is in anything that's processing is sugar really quick and, and gluten. Like those are our two biggest things. Um, but I would say probably before that is to educate because everybody knows that they know that the to do's like, right. Most people know sugar isn't good for them, even if they don't have a really deep scientific understanding of what all it does. Like maybe some of us do. Um, and if it were that easy, we'd do it. It is what it is such an addictive drug. What it does to the dopamine receptors is unreal. And that's why they compare it to things like heroin and or you know, and all these drugs or, or cocaine and um because of how it reacts in the body. And so people are working and your gut bacteria, if they're out of whack, they'll actually like crave sugar and keep you craving it. So the biggest thing I'd say is probably education. So go somewhere, start learning about it. I read a book about a lady once who was a smoker. She knew how bad smoking was for her. She was in a process of growing in all these levels and smoking was still her vice that she was just struggling to, to kick. And so she made a point to start educating herself about it. She just keep reading book after book after, you know, article of everything smoking until she programmed her subconscious to start associating it so negatively that it helped her actually quit instead of relying on this joke that is willpower, which most of us, you know, don't in this industry, we will throw that out. Willpower is a joke. So education is everything. If you can understand more of how your body works, um, then you can start the tips. You know why maybe, okay, I'm going to do my best to get off sugar because of this and this and this, and this is what gluten could be doing to my body. And I'm going to listen to it. And this is what it could sound like without the education. Then it's just another strict rule that feels painful. Wow. That's, that's such a, I think that's a, that's something we probably need to listen to on any kind of thing that you're, whether it's education, whether, whatever it is, education is number one to really know whether you're building, like we were just talking yes. about building out a van. You want to feel confident. So you educate, 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 and then you can do the thing or mm -hmm. getting your gut or whatever it is, quitting smoking that you just educate yourself so much. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. So questions, um, some fun questions for you. Uh, your nutrition health 
gut guru. Um, what is, what is somewhere that you would go to in Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, North Idaho, uh, to go to eating place or is your go-to restaurant? So I do love support, like supporting small business. Um, and I love coffee. And so, you know, I've, there's a few coffee places I love. I love, you know, CDA coffee company and I love, um, union and, and all that. As far as food goes, it's not technically a local small business, but it is a locally owned chain. And I am obsessed with Pokey Works anymore. I don't eat out too much. Um, you know, I try not to, but we do go my, my partner, like he's was way more used to just eating on the go all the time. And I always cook, but sometimes our life is so crazy. And that is my go-to. Like I'm a freak about, you know, the, the ahi that they have there and the raw fish, which, (laughs) and you can do it over veggies. So you don't even have to do all the rice. And like, it is just the yummiest food for me. I could eat that probably almost every single day. Yeah, it is. I tried it for the first time. Um, and it was so good. All I had like seaweed. What'd you eat? All the good stuff. I had the ahi. It was so good. Did you get the spicy one? Yes. Yes. That's the best. That's like my favorite. I ate the same thing over cabbage sauce on the side every single time Add avocado. They like know my order now. So but you walk in and they start making it right away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite on that VIP level yet, but <laughs> maybe someday. So you're out there inspiring people with the words, with your book, with your academy and the way you're coaching and teaching. Um, is there something or like someone out there that really inspires you to be your best self? I would say ultimately, like I, this has actually been a topic of conversation lately a lot um, with some people close to me, but I would say Firstly, like I take a little bit from everybody everywhere I go. Just I like to be a sponge and I am a leader a lot. And so I have to, I don't always want to lead. I don't always want to be a leader. It just kind of just happens. And um, sometimes though, but everyone can teach you something. Even people, sometimes you're leading. And I like sometimes being able to just be quiet and like, you know, absorb something that someone else is saying. So I'm always learning from everyone. As far as like my top, most favorite human in the entire world that, that I didn't birth. Um, Tony Robbins is the man. And for me, he is just like, I, w- I was able to go to business mastery a few years ago and in Florida and he, I was so close to him. And when we left a week there, I mean, we pulled 15, 16 hour days, five days in a row. It was insane. And he's on the floor the most during that, that seminar than like most of them that he does. Cause it's more intimate and it's all in business. And when we left there, I literally like missed him, like family, <laughs> like he was already so cool to me, but I, I still was like, I felt like I knew him personally now. And I like missed him. Like when's the next time I get to see him and I would invest that money again. And I will go again one of these days when my babies aren't so little. That is so amazing because, um, I actually am working on a project with a, a documentary team and doing some PR stuff. And one of the mm-hmm. film guys, the editors, he's actually on Tony's team. Um, really video yeah and videos all of his conferences and does all of that stuff and he has nothing but nice things to say about him and he's the behind the scenes kind of guy so yeah. it's cool to hear that he's kind of like a, actually a really good person all the way around and he's in Coeur d'Alene so much now because he, you know he's got a place out there so I'm always like one of these days I went to I went to business mastery that was a bucket list checker offer but now I'm like, need like an invite to his house or I'll even settle for running into him at like a dinner place and not like dying or something and telling him what an incredible human he's been and in influencing me. <laughs> uh, really, really cool. 
Um, so is, I mean, obviously you're doing business your way. You probably have done, you know, like you said, you go to trainings or you hire marketing companies or you do whatever. Is there something like a life lesson or something you've learned along the way that you kind of learned the hard way? Oh yes, many. Um, intelligent investing. Um, Cause I'm an investor all, over, all around. Like I'm the person that I love doing business and I'll reinvest in my business. Well, someone else takes a chunk of money and they're out shopping or buying a fancy, whatever. I'm, I'm like, okay, how, where I'm in, I put so much back into my business and all that. And I have done that in ways I've had to learn the hard way that there's so many people out there that claim that they can do certain tasks for you. And we start out very grassroots, usually wearing all the hats, doing all the things ourselves. And while you can't do that forever because it's not sustainable, it's not growth oriented. In the beginning, it's a great way to learn the tasks about your business so you can vet the people that say they can do them for you. And so I've had to learn that the hard way, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars the hard way, but I learned it and who's to say where I'd be now and what I'd be able to do and the smart investment choices I'd have made after some of these experiences had I not made those mistakes in the first place. So true. That's, I mean, I think failure is such a positive thing and we all see it as failing, but it's not, you actually learn so much about yourself or your business or what not to do. And then teaching someone else, Hey, don't do that. I've already done it the hard way. I'm going to help you out. Skip that step. <laughs> and you never want to lose money. I mean, people are like, Oh my gosh, anything that loses money is, but I always remind myself, like they say, you know, millionaires have had to lose thousands to be millionaires. Billionaires have lost millions to be billionaires. At the conference, you know, at Business Mastery, Tony said, you know, he's lost all, almost everything he's made, millions and millions and millions, multiple times over. But it's a game at that point. You know that you can do it. And when you do it the next time, you'll usually rise higher. And not that everything's about money, but that is our measurement system when we are getting paid for a service or a creation, you know? So it's, it's all in how you see it. I love that. I love that. So, um, I, I'm excited to hear this answer, but if you had a billboard and you could put anything on your billboard, what would your billboard either have or say on it? <laughs> I do know the answer to this question and it's mildly inappropriate. So I'm going to just I'll, oh, I'll definitely censor it. <laughs> no. I think it would be drink blank water. I, I always say if I could get a shirt that just told people to drink water, my family, if you say, what does mom say to you more than anything? How much water have you had today? Like, mom, my head hurts. I'm really tired. I don't like, it is amazing how many people are chronically dehydrated and popping pills or getting grumpy or snapping at loved ones or can't think at work, all these things that jack up our life because they simply are not hydrating a body that's made of mostly water. Like if I had a billboard, that's what it would say. <laughs> and I love the blank. You kept it really PC there. Like totally. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say it out loud. I got church friends. I'm not, I mean, I'm not <laughs> but I think it would say that. <laughs> I would, I love that. And it's so true. It's so funny. Cause I was just feeling that the other day. I was like, gosh, why am I grumpy? I was having headaches and I was like, oh, and then for like the rest of the day, I guzzled water and the next morning woke up and I was like, man, I feel pretty good this morning. Totally. Isn't that so funny? Weird. Besides like changing people's lives and helping their gut and helping them and, you know, whether it's mentally, physically, whatever it is, um, what are your outside hobbies um, besides your job? That's a good question. We're working on some of those because my hobby is like always creating. So work, you know, my work is my passion too. So I'm always, when I get free time, I feel like I'm always doing that. Um, the gym is just 
it's maintenance, but my, my hobbies end up being these things that are a staple part of my life anyway. So I, this is my year where I've tried to push past that and having so many children and having an infant um, is hard to have time at all, but I'm starting to kind of try and find some hobbies. So like, I love music, you know, um, we do that more at the house. We have like a full setup, full musical setup. And my partner, you know, he plays guitar and our kids will like sing. We can do full karaoke. It's fun. Um, but I'm going to, I'm looking into actually start, I'm going to try, uh, open water, uh, rowing this year. Um, and I'll see if I like it. So I'm going to try it and see what I think, but, and I might try some cycling, like outdoor cycling, but I feel like if it's going to be a hobby, it should be definitely moving my body and doing something, pushing myself to do something that's not as common for me, but that sounds really rad, especially something in nature. So I will get back to you on how well that sticks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So is there something, you know, with your career, is there something that you wish you would have known before starting, whether it's book writing, whether it's coaching, whether, whatever it is, is there something you kind of wish you would have known before jumping into your business? You know, I just learn as I go and I just take it like, um, patience, patience for me I think there's two kinds of people so you know I coach the coaches a lot and I always tell them there's two kinds of there's usually two kinds of people that I'm coaching and one is the jumpers and they jump fast they jump hard and they jump at 400 things and they're so discombobulated because there's everything right and then the second are the hesitant ones the ones who are more self-conscious and worried and detail-oriented and perfection-oriented and stuff like that. Now there's pros and cons to both type of people. You have to learn to just embody more of those opposite traits when you can. Um, I'm the jumper, like I'm the doer. I thank God I get to work with people that with coaches and help them like develop their own unique niches in their businesses, because it keeps that creativity in me going all the time with staying focused in one business. I'm not having 800 businesses. Um, so that's like what I wish I would have known because there's areas that or just that it would have behooved me to know sooner is that there's areas where attention to detail, the people that are more afraid to move, pay better attention to detail. They make the product really complete. I just get it out there. Someone else is going to come fix it for me later. And there's merit to that too, but I've learned now. So what, what is helpful to me is to utilize other people where I know I'm weak and maybe I don't want to have time maybe it works for me to be the mover bring in the detail-oriented people start teaming up or paying or investing in those people who can counterbalance the way that I am that's awesome that's and that's so true because that's how I am I'm very like let's just do it now let's go yeah. like I don't want to like sit and wait and like wait for the next person I'm like no let's go and then I need to be around people that are like let's really think about this I'm like oh right I need to step back before it's just like, yep totally I'm the same as you um, so do you have a, um, I mean, you really, like you said, you were talking about drinking water, anything you're passionate about, you're like, this is, this is, you're very passionate. So you, you vocalize it. Do you have like a personal mission statement? You would say, um, you know, if someone asks, what's your personal mission? Who are you? Um, do you have, a, I guess they say personally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. So mine, I, you know, I get links to purpose and I am, I am most definitely an empower of people. Like I want to empower people. I don't get gratification. It actually makes me really uncomfortable if people come up to me and they're like, 
oh my gosh, you wrote a book and you did this, or people haven't seen me since for years or whatever. Whoa, you, you've done a lot of things. And I feel like they feel inferior to anything in that moment. Oh, I hate that because that's the opposite of what I love. What I love is when I see people that are like, hey, thanks for this. Or I read this thing that you sent me or you wrote and I decided to do this. And like, now I'm kicking butt and I'm living my best life. And like, I am strong now. Like, you know, you can teach, um, you know, you can give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. And sometimes we need to feed people, you know, sometimes they need a full tummy so that they can learn, right? Um, but if you're just a fish giver, who wants just all the praise for being the fish giver? I mean, that's lame to me. You want to teach them to fish and then they go and they, they fish good. And so empowering people because, you know, I've suffered plenty in my life, you know, and I'm not a victim or anything. I think it was the best things that have ever happened to me, but I realized that I could have a happy life. I could create a life and a world and, um, and achieve things and change things and, and be okay. And I tapped into a power that meant I didn't always have to feel these things. And now, and when you do that, when you tap into something that really moves you, you just naturally want to give it to other people. So empowering people, you know, that we are all, we were all given a, a purpose and no one's as better or less than anyone else's. So I love that. Yeah. That's wonderful. So if someone's listening and there, you just spoke to them and you're kind of, they're like, oh, okay, I need to reach out to this girl. I need to fix my gut or I need to see what she's talking about. Or I just want to like buy her book or just meet her. Is there some way that they can connect with you? Um, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So right now the best way, um, either, you know, it's probably through the website, hwcacoach.com or, or guthealthschool.com will take you there. Um, that's how you can connect with me. And we have most of our professional courses up there, the certification courses, um, but you can message and it, you can email and it gets back to me. And we do have personal courses too. So based on the book, Buddha Belly, which is also available on Amazon, but if they want to um, get into the personal courses and do the Buddha Belly personal program for their own wellness, personal wellness, not certification, um, then that's just a great place right now. Pretty soon um, I'll have a separate kind of link into that website. They're building it right now. That'll have more of the me stuff, more about this coach stuff that I, that I do in those personal links. Um, but right now, just this school is the best way to do that. Or you can find me on Instagram at Buddha Belly Coach. Um, I don't do very much with Facebook anymore, uh, but you can, on Instagram, you can see the link to the school on the, the Instagram school page as well too. So perfect. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. Well, hopefully we're getting to the end of it because I'm over it. Um, <laughs> you know, elections, it's just been crazy. Um, you know, people are, are struggling physically, financially, emotionally, all. Is there a piece of advice you can leave all of the listeners with, like a positive piece of advice to go into their day? You know, I think it comes back to the empowerment thing that ultimately we control our life. And we will never be able to control the external factors to our life. We can't wait for the pandemic to lift. We can't wait for the schools to open or masks to not be mandated. Um, just like we can't expect that we're not gonna have a loved one pass away or we're not gonna get an illness or a disease. We can only do the best with what we have and we can choose to determine our own life and our own environment in the midst of anything. We can find resiliency and build better and build more if we're stuck in houses with our partner, well, guess what? Maybe it's a great time to grow together and dig into all the hard part. And like, let me tell you, my partner and I have to, we co-parent six children between the two of us. 
and one's an infant. And we had combined in our family a week, a few days actually before they locked us down. And it it's a roller coaster ride, right? But if you accept the process and you're committed to growth and you're, that's a way of taking your own control over your life. And ultimately you do have control over your life, no matter what anybody says around you. Perfect. Brittany, thank you so much. This was awesome. Um, keep inspiring people, keep helping people um, be healthy. Thanks, girl. That was good. To, good to jump on today. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.